Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to part two of the uh, summary talk I did in RSNA 2007 on the kidneys. And I was speaking a few moments ago in part one about uh, the value of cortical medullary phase imaging. And let me just speak about that a bit more. And so, for example, in trauma patients, renal laceration, in this case, just a great example, perfusion changes can be seen in the kidney because of that early phase imaging. You see the perirenal hematoma. You see the renal laceration. If you want to see contrast extravasation from the renal pelvis collecting systems, you need to wait four or five minutes to the excretory phase. But early phase imaging shows this so nicely. Another thing, of course, is on neovascularity. Well, here's a classic hypervascular renal cell carcinoma, which 85% of them indeed are. But it's not just the hypervascular nature of the mask. If you look carefully, look at the, uh, on volume rendering and MIP, look at the neovascularity. We're spending a lot more time these days looking at vascularity because of its relationship to angiogenesis and new drugs with their anti-angiogenesis factor. So we're looking at these images, or you look at this case, volume rendering and MIP, showing you the difference in the vascularity and the neovascularity, the ability to see the small vessels, and trying to quantify this and determine if this information is critical, which it probably is for management, what patients should get partial nephrectomies, for example, if they're eligible, what patients should get more neoadjuvant therapy, how should things be done. We also notice cases like this with question of transitional cell versus renal cell, the fact you have so much abnormal vascularity present, and although the kidney is infiltrated, this would lead you more to a renal cell carcinoma than a diagnosis of lymphoma or a diagnosis of transitional cell carcinoma. So that's very nicely seen in this example. I mentioned about enhancement, and one thing with enhancement sometimes is looking at a central scar, very vascular lesion, you end up seeing a central scar, I like to show this case to tell you that this is a classic renal cell carcinoma. We think of central scars and oncocytomas, but anything can give you a central scar. And uh, you can see in this case it's asymmetric, the scar. This is a hypervascular renal cell carcinoma. And a few of the articles that have been published, here's an article by Wang, uh, enhancement parameters of dynamic CT may be suited to evaluate vascularity in vivo. Dynamic enhanced CT images may reflect the heterogeneity of tumor angiogenesis on the basis of the correlation between enhancement parameters and microvascular density of renal cell carcinoma. So again, a very important point, why we look at the vascularity. Or this article speaking about papillary renal cell carcinomas. These are typically the small incidental tumors, hypovascular, better prognosis, ideal candidates for nephron-sparing surgery, and here's an article by Brian Hertz, high tumor to parenchyma enhancement ratio of over 25%, essentially excludes the possibility of the tumor being a papillary renal cell carcinoma, because these are typically hypovascular. So a couple good points there. Other points, early phase imaging, when you have hypervascular tumors and they grow into the renal vein or IVC, you can see the neovascularity present. You can get bland thrombus, and at times it's hard to distinguish bland thrombus from tumor growth, but here's tumor. Look at the neovascularity. It's growing straight into the right side of the heart, very clearly defined. And you can see just beautiful renderings in this example. Tumor is in the right atrium, something very, very easy to visualize. Now, one thing about vascularity, 
you need to be careful with lesions and being able to detect them. At times, small renal lesions we mentioned before on cortical medullary phase can be vascular, but not hypervascular to the degree that they're very, very obvious. So in this case, non-contrast looks normal, no great surprise. And then we go to the contrast enhanced scan, and you should be able to recognize that lesion upper polarite kidney. There's a difference in the cortical medullary interface posteriorly. That's an obvious tumor. But if you compare that early phase image to the excretory phase image, you see the lesion, I guess, a bit differently on excretory phase. And let me put them side by side. You see them both well, and one could argue which uh, phase shows it better. I think they both show it. It may be a touch easier in this case to see on later phase imaging. Another example. Here are the ones that are hard. Look at the patient's you know, left kidney. Mass is essentially uh, located very, very subtle within the cortical medullary interface. Here it is targeted. Boy, that is a subtle lesion. Anything that does not break out of the lesion surface or the renal surface does not really expand the kidney can indeed be very tricky. In these cases, sometimes the reconstructions are helpful. In this case, the uh, coronals weren't all that helpful. The 3Ds were of some value, but it was really the late phase imaging that showed you the perfusion changes and the late phase coronal images that really made the lesion be very obvious. So I think there's a great example here where things are not very obvious at all on early phase imaging, but very, very obvious on late phase imaging. So one pitfall, one thing to recognize is that phases are so critical. We spoke about that. So I would say that there's no one phase that's perfect for every patient, but you get both phases. You get that early phase, the excretory phase. You're going to be right almost all the time. Another example. Look at 3 o'clock left kidney. Hypervascular lesion present, easier to see on the coronal view. And this makes the point that sometimes lesions at the edge tend to be overlooked, particularly if they're vascular, they merge with the rest of the kidney. When you go beyond the axial plane, in this case a 3D reconstruction, coronal perspective, those lesions are so obvious. You can see the hypervascular lesion, not great difficulty. Another pitfall in terms of why coronals are valuable, or the axials can be difficult. Look at the patient's right kidney. That looks like the upper pole of the kidney until you look at it in the coronal display and you realize it's a mass, not a very large mass, a couple cm mass just coming off the pole of the right kidney and easy to confuse with this being normal tissue. It's just so obvious that uh, uh, on the coronal display it's not so obvious on the axial display. So something indeed to recognize. And here's just a couple slices again showing you that. Another example, look at the lower pole left kidney, cortical medullary phase interface well, very hard to see much unless I circle it. What is that there? We still may say normal. But look at it early to go to late phase. And there it's very obvious. So a critical thing to recognize, again, sometimes those rules about early phase imaging do indeed hold true that late phase becomes critical. Uh, again, uh, hypervascular lesions, I think you should see the lesion here. It's not hard to see. But you know, one would admit on other slices it's more difficult. Again, should you see it here? Of course you should. The cortical medullary interface is different at that point. But again, one can argue, and then one can show it again on excretory phase imaging. So I think it's important, and maybe the key message is, no one phase is the best. You need multiple phases, and then you'll be correct. The same thing is true, and I'll show you another example since I have you all here. 
Look at this lesion left kidney. It's cystic, a few little enhancing points to it. When we start looking at it very carefully, one can see that the lesion is a cystic renal cell carcinoma. But again, it's very subtle. It almost looks like a cyst, but the walls aren't well defined. And you look at it in late phase imaging, and boy, oh boy, look how much more obvious it is that it's a tuber. So again, phases are critical. To protect the cortical imaginary phase, I'll show you this example and say this is an obvious renal cell carcinoma, one centimeter. But when you look at the late phase imaging, it's very hard to recognize the tumor. So again, one phase does not serve all. Two phases, no waiting is the answer. I'll also comment that it's not just tumors, but pyelonephritis. If you had to pick one phase for acute pyelonephritis, you probably would go with a later phase. All the articles by Bosniak, the, the nephrographic changes, the uh, striated nephrogram, for example, are all excretory phase images. And so you see here early versus late phase. Late phase shows the patchy changes of pyelonephritis better. Now that's not to say that's always the case. Here's a beautiful example, right kidney enlarged, poorly enhancing, stranding, edematous. You see it in coronal display, beautiful visualization acute polynephritis, the right kidney, or this example, patchy enhancement, mid-pole, left kidney, laterally. You go through the different renderings. You see very nice that wedge-shaped uh, perfusion change. This was also proven to be acute polynephritis. So just a very nice example of that. So let me summarize then. How do you miss a renal mass? Select the wrong phase. Choose the wrong display, axials versus coronals versus 3D and poor post-processing techniques. Now, let me show you a couple more examples of errors. Look at the lower pole right kidney within the pelvis. Looks like a mass there. Uh, this was read as transitional cell carcinoma, and I would agree, biopsy three times, the patient only bled. Well, when you take this patient for CT in early phase imaging, not this excretory phase, look what happens. The patient has evidence of an AV malformation. What happened is the AV malformation uh, surrounds the, the calyces to the lower pole. When the lesion washes out, which it does very quickly, you can see the AV malformation here. Uh, and here, when the lesion washes out, that's when it looks like a mass. So again, you indeed want to be very careful. If thinking about vascular processes, you need to look very carefully at delayed scans and look at all your images. Now, I thought I would never see another case like this. But here's a second one. Look at the lower pole calyces left kidney. Look at the lower pole calyces right kidney. You see soft tissue surrounding the calyces. Again, thinking tumor. When you look very carefully, look at this neovascularity. The patient has incredible neovascularity, or should I say incredible abnormal vascularity is a better term. This was, again, an AV malformation. You can see it here, early venous draining. Beautiful example. And again, you had this vascular malformation that surrounded the lower pole calyx and made it seem like you had it encased by a mass. And here's just several more images. So again, something to be aware of. It's an incredible pitfall. Um, again, in terms of hypervascular lesions, you do want to need to be very careful. And probably my best takeaway message is don't only do one phase, and that should not be your only phase. Let me just comment, because I have limited time, on nephrographic phase imaging for a moment. Usually it's 60 to 90 seconds post-injection. The cortex medulla enhance homogeneously. 
the collecting system is not yet opacified and here's a good example um, again the issues upper image cortical medullary look at the interface you know the uh, cortex medulla you lose that in later phase imaging cysts are equally well seen as far as I'm concerned in this example um, you lose the advantages of looking at vascularity you lose the neovascularity you lose AV shunting so again this phase does have value if you're looking at the renal vein and tumor extension for example but again I find it to be not always that helpful when I have the other phases in place now expiratory phase usually we'll say four to five minutes post injection you really want to have contrast in the calyces and renal pelvis and ureter and the expiratory phase is really critical for detecting um, these uh, areas when they have tumors like transitional cell carcinomas with CT urography which is the term we typically use we're basically trying to use CT to create an IVP type image get very look at the good looks at the pelvis and calyceal system get good visualization and you can see that we can see the ureters in their course we can see the bladder nicely you can see in this example that the patient has scarring of the lower pole of the left kidney this calyceal blunting chronic polynephritis which was the patient's history you can see the ureters are beautifully seen you can see this case renal tubulectasia just a wonderful example of renal tubulectasia again CT urography or this case markedly deformed calyces in a patient with papillitis very nice visualization or when you go to this example look at the left renal pelvis soft tissue mass is that real is a tumor transitional cell well when you go from axial to coronal it's a bit easier you can see the infiltration and when you go from coronal to the 3D mapping look at the lower pole calyces on the left they're infiltrated they're encased there's tumor involvement and I'll show it to you again on a several more images but just a beautiful beautiful visualization again uh, optimally showing all of the information that we're looking at so again it's not just acquiring the phase it's how you display the phase excretory phase imaging in our experience is best shown with CT urography which in this case nicely shows a tumor or this next example look at the left renal pelvis there's a mass in there the calyx is distorted nicely shown on axial images when you go beyond the axials you go into a coronal display there's a mass filling in the upper pole calyx tumor infiltration is present in this zone and then look at the volume rendered 3D images look at the encasement of the proximal calyx to the upper pole of kidney the blunting of the calyces very nice visualization and destruction just a wonderful example okay let's go back to some basic stuff and let's determine what our current protocol is for doing CT scanning so what is our protocol that's always a good question it's a very common question and our protocol is somewhat simple because we're simple kind of guys so let me go through that with you but let's take a break I need some coffee and we'll come back in about 20 minutes see you then